Welcome everyone to Voice of the Valley here in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm your host Dave Bell. 428-9494 is the phone number. 928-428-9494. Happy Friday. I was going to say Monday. Oh my goodness. Don't <laughs> do that. Time. Uh, happy Friday everybody. Hope you're having a good day. I know I am because it is Friday and that makes it automatically happy. <laughs> um, busy weekend this weekend. Do what you like. There's lots of things to choose from. But there's a cornhole tournament. Uh, St. Vincent is doing the cornhole tournament. Uh, the airfare out at the airport. If you don't know how to get out to the airport, there are people who don't. Uh, take 8th over the bridge. Go past the Pepsi plant. That's that's the way mm-hmm. to judge it. And then you get out to the roundabout, not the first turn before the roundabout, because I've made that mistake. <laughs> you get to the roundabout, and then you just take it to the right, past the jail, past the county jail, and take and airport then- road. And it's further along than you think. You're driving, you're driving, you're driving, you're thinking, I must have missed it. I must have missed the turn. No, you'll see the turn, but it's it's further yeah. than you think. You'll may, you'll see the buildings before you get to the turn. So exactly. And then <laughs> uh, and then Saturday, it, I think it starts at like one thirty, but the big stuff doesn't happen until a little bit closer to dark. Is the ranch rodeo, oh. and that's over at the fairgrounds. It's actually a big uh, day for uh, training for ranchers. You know, anybody in that industry, they'll spend the morning kind of going over classes and new regulations and that sort of thing. And then in the afternoon, it's their version of a party that everybody's welcome to, which is basically showing off bragging rights. You know, who can rope the best, who can. I think it's called cutting is my understanding where you have to like get one cow away from the herd yeah or a couple of them and how do you do it because the cows want to follow <laughs> and and i've watched it. it's very interesting so that's happening saturday night so busy day that voice you hear uh is nick nordgren Teas, and uh we are here to talk about gila valley pride today uh, but I, can I get you on politics for just one second because you are running for well, state so rep i am and you know i I was prepared to talk a, a little bit about um, Graham County Dems, too. So, okay. so yes, we can talk about politics a little Very bit. Very good. <laughs> um, there is a movement right now, and it, it is so there, – there is a connection to LGBTQ, but it's almost not really a connection. Um, but I'm going to justify it this way. <laughs> There's a movement by uh, U.S. House Republicans – to get George Santos removed, okay, uh, who is uh, he's yes. gay? He's he's come out as as mm-hmm. uh, uh, as gay. Um, I don't care about the gay part. I care about the fact yeah. that he's accused of like a gazillion crimes. <laughs> um, can I just express that I'm I'm upset by that? I don't get me wrong. I want Santos out of Congress. I don't Correct. want him in because he's. You know, the prosecutors are painting a case of a plainly psychotic person. Yes. um, Really defrauding just numerous, numerous people. Mm -hmm. But it hasn't been proven in a court of law yet. And I have a problem with that. Prove it first and then kick them out because the voters have spoken. They may have been hoodwinked. Yes. um, But they have. It's kind of the same thing with with Trump on the ballot that a lot of states are... Mm -hmm 
are looking at I, I don't I think Adrian Fontes toyed with the idea but he backed away from it I think I'm not sure I I, I could don't call me so I, yeah. I, I'm not sure on that one so the argument with not putting Trump on the ballot for president in 2024 is article 14 of the Constitution which states At this point yes. yeah which states <clears throat> no one who has taken part in an insurrection may hold public office correct my argument again he hasn't been proven that he took part in an insurrection in a court of law. Yes, we all watched January Public 6th. Public opinion, different story. <laughs> we, we saw the video of him telling people, mm -hmm. you know, we love you. We saw the tweets. I understand that. But it is America. But you got to be convicted. <laughs> and the courts are where our justice system lies. Exactly. And if he's not <clears throat> convicted, you, you shouldn't keep him off. I, I just... We we removed a uh, member of the house, uh, the state house, uh, last year. Was it last summer or last? I don't winter? recall. Um, I I she was uh, she was accusing. I want to say she was accusing other house members of a conspiracy against Donald Trump and, gotcha. and all that. Uh -huh. And 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 she really was kind of. Yeah. You know, on, on, I mean, she wasn't Wendy Rogers, but she was, <laughs> but she was knocking on the door of mm -hmm. Wendy's apartment. There um, you go. Uh, but again, wasn't convicted of anything. Wasn't convicted. And, and I have a problem with the idea of we can remove you because we don't like what you said. And, and that's problematic yeah. to me. We're, we're, that's a fine line right there. And it's a line that we should stay away from. We should definitely not be even approaching that line of, well, so-and-so said, or, or based right. on something that was said, or even, you know, I, I mean, promoted or even, you know what I mean? If, if the conviction isn't there, uh, there shouldn't be a removal now. You know, if, if the body itself, um, like the House Ethics Committee, if there's ethics violations, right. different story. Right. Different story. Uh, but that's not what we're talking about here. Correct. Uh, who is the New York congressman that's been caught up in some corruption scandal as well? He's a Democrat. And um, there's call for his ouster as well. OK. And same thing. I mean, exact same thing. I don't care. Democrat or Republican. Just yeah. just prove it. You know, get a conviction. If you get a conviction. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you ask for the removal or yep. or seek the removal. My pro my biggest problem is it used to be when these things came up, people resigned. Yes, because they they, I mean, and it was the collective is what I I see it as. You know, the collective was, hey, you're giving us a bad image. You need to step away. You need to you know preserve the image of the party, preserve the image of the the space that you occupy. Step away. I I think of Al Franken, senator yeah. from Minnesota, um, who resigned because of a photo yeah, exactly. that was taken before he was a senator <laughs> when he was a comedian yes and look it was it necessarily appropriate no it wasn't it was him no. yeah. holding his hands over the chest of a, a sleeping woman it should be noted the sleeping woman was wearing a flak jacket so he wasn't because they were over yeah, yeah. in Afghanistan. I forget the details of that yeah. photo but I remember the you know the um, whole situation so it was it was a jokey photo again making light of how men often uh fetishize or or mm -hmm. um oh they take away the humanity of women yeah 
So I, I get... Objectify. Objectify. Thank mm-hmm. you. I couldn't think yep. of the word. Yep. So I get the outrage. Oh, yeah. The, I, I understand The outrage that. is justified. Yeah. On the other hand, did I think it was worthy of a resignation? I didn't because, again, it was a comedian. And comedians yeah. should... Look, a joke is funny or it's not funny. Right. Yeah. But you shouldn't lose your livelihood because yes. somebody didn't like yeah, the joke. Yeah, you imagine if Bill Maher ever ran for office? Oh, don't even get me started on Maher. That's, oh, the, the fodder on that. <laughs> a scab. That bothers me. Him and Drew Barrymore, scabs. I have such a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one that, that bothered me, that was a resignation. She was a congresswoman out of California who resigned... And I thought she never should have. And I, I thought the Democratic uh, caucus really failed her. Uh-huh. She was uh, going through a divorce. She had an affair. Um, she was going through a divorce, and her soon-to-be ex-husband released nude photos yeah. of her. And I think with the man she was having an affair yeah, with, yeah. which was a staffer. I want to I want to stress that. It was an inappropriate relationship, mm-hmm. but I didn't think it was... Resignation worthy. Yeah, there were no uh, there were no accusations of her using her position to coerce. Yeah, you know, Um, and and she resigned because her image had been besmirched, and and it was like she was a victim. Well, and and you know as well as I do, women are held to a different standard. They're held to a different standard, whether it be bad or good, which obviously it is not a good thing. No, but women are held to a standard that is not the same that men are beholden to, especially in that area of affairs. You know, it, it, it's almost a part of American politics for, for males to have an affair right? with whether it be a staffer, whether it be, um, you know, a ambassador from another country, whatever it may be. And, and we know that we as a country, as a society hold women to a higher standard when it comes to that perceived morality. And then when the morality piece come around, it's a whole nother story. It's like, come on, you know, (laughs) where, you know, where, where do we actually look at the individual and, and say this person, you know, let's get rid of the morality please. Let's, you know, get rid of the division of male, female, and let's actually put the, the context of what's going on out there and, and decide from there because again they're you know they're when in, in the past and i can't even remember the congressman but when they were found to be um gay or found to be oh, um, out of oklahoma yeah I, and, uh ben oh i think that was his name yeah i can't think of his last name yeah, i can't think of it but i i remember the situation same thing it, it's you know where is the standard the morality police come in and and all of a sudden the standard changes for a gay congressman or a gay politician as opposed to a straight male politician or even a female politician which we all know happens all the time yeah <clears throat> yeah it's it's a sad state of affairs although bad choice of words there dave um <laughs> i am seeing less uh, chest beating over the Christy Nome, uh, governor of South Dakota, having an affair with one of Trump's uh, advisors. I can't think of the guy. I can picture him bald. Uh, can picture him. Both are married mm-hmm. and apparently had been having uh, of an affair for, for a, close to a decade. Yeah. Um, 
and I don't see the outrage, which I'm I'm fine with. Look, I yeah. wouldn't vote for somebody who I know has had an affair because that tells me, look, if you're going to cheat on the person that you say you love, you're probably going to cheat on me as a constituent. It goes more to character. Right. And, and you know, that that is something that is the voter to the the candidate or, you know, the person in office. Um, but, you know, character isn't something that the party should send out the morality police on it yeah. and, and you'd say, okay, you need to resign because you've done something that, you know, society deems inappropriate. Let, let the voter decide that. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. And if they're single, I don't care who you date. I just don't. I, <laughs> right, and right. date how many yeah. you want. It doesn't bother yeah. me. I just think once you've committed mm-hmm. some way, then you have to stick by your commitment. That's all. Yeah. That's, that's, I had friends that, that tried to get me to date when I was going through my divorce and I'm like, no, 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 I'm still married. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 you're separated. You're, you know, you're, you're, you filed for divorce. And I'm like, but I'm still married yeah. until the judge says done. Yes. I just couldn't do it. Well, and then maybe that's where that comes in with, with some of these politicians is for themselves, they dishonored something sacred or dishonored something that they deemed needed to have that reaction. They needed to remove themselves because they did something uncharacteristic of themselves and they decide to remove themselves. But to, to have the outrage about, about, you know, things that it's a personal thing for one. And, and yes, society does place their judgments on, um, especially politicians, but you know, it's a personal thing and it comes down to character. Some politicians character wise. And I think that's why you had so many in the past and it, it may have been, you know, guilted into or shame itself. Why you would have politicians leaving office, after affair was revealed or after, you know, a, a photo came about of a college oh. photo or, you know what I yeah. mean? So, you know, I, I think it spoke a lot to where society has kind of come in the sense that we're not, you know, character, destroying someone's character based on an event or based on something that happened in their past or based on something that, you know, they have may have overcome um, is not readily what is happening anymore. It's not, it's not a complete destroyer of, of an individual, someone's past. And I'm fine with that. We should all yeah. grow. Yes. You know, I, I say all the time, I, my mind can be changed if somebody gives mm-hmm. me facts. Um, and, and my positions have changed. I, mm-hmm. I've told you, I, I was the president of the Republican men's club at, <laughs> at, uh, in Lake Havasu city. Yep. And you know what? Things have shifted me more towards the center. Yeah. I'm, I'm an independent now. Yeah. Um, just bring me fact yeah. and I'm okay with that. And that means growth as well for as a person. Well. Yeah. Um, we, we love a good recovery story. Yes. You know, somebody who dealt with substance abuse mm-hmm. and they found it in themselves to seek treatment and they struggle and fight to maintain mm-hmm. their sobriety. We celebrate those yeah. people. Why can't we do the exact same thing with our politicians who may have done something improper yes. in their youth? I'm, I'm thinking of uh, the uh, uh, Canadian prime minister who I think mm-hmm. had yeah. a photo in blackface right. from when yes. he was a kid. Yes, when he was a kid. Um, when I say kid, I'm thinking, what, high school, college. 
We still consider it. I would consider him a kid. kid. (laughs) Um, But he's grown from that, and he's learned from that, and he acknowledges that was inappropriate. I don't want him to lose his livelihood or his ability to serve the public. And nor should he, based on on the simple fact that this wasn't a continual... Uh, it wasn't something continual in his character throughout his life. It was something that happened when, you know, back when he didn't know any better or back when he didn't know what even, he probably didn't even know what blackface meant, you know, and, and especially, and I've said this before, like I, I am guilty of saying things that are very colloquial, but are very offensive in other areas of the country, uh, especially, you know, in the South or in the Northeast, you know, they're, they're offensive because, there are groups there that those terms or those little sayings, they mean something a lot deeper and a lot yeah. more. So, and you know, I do that sometimes and I'm like, you know, I slap my forehead and go, oh, did I just do that right now? Because in my growth, I, as I become more and more aware of all these groups and entities, I do change. I do change the words I use. I change how I use colloquialisms. I change a lot of my mannerisms because I'm learning and developing. And so, yes, to completely determine someone's character and their integrity and and their value of what they do on a single past event, I don't, you know, that's, that's, that is not getting us anywhere. It's funny. I, I, my wife does uh, a, a live on YouTube and Facebook every Sunday night, and, and I help her. I read her comments and questions and stuff. And somebody had asked me a question, and I answered it. I was talking about my family, and I said, look, I come from white trash Irish. I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> we were poor. You know, I have, I have many family members that saw the inside of a jail. My mother helped put a few yeah. of them there. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's just reality. Yeah. And boy, somebody got mad at me for using the for term using, white trash. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, but it's me. I'm I'm referring to my family, me. Yes. And they were they were really upset. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I won't use that term with you yeah. folks anymore. Well, and and there's you know, it, growing up, there was, and it it it's something that for me, I won't I won't use in any way, shape, or form. But um, the words used in in hispanic families for gay mm-hmm. um you know when roughly translated they're really they're really not favorable they're they're you know and and they they bring up a a challenged you know path a, a challenged um adolescence so there you know when i explain when i was in the hospitality industry and and someone say oh that's so gay it, it doesn't come across as something that needs to be worked on, challenged, or, hey, please don't say that. But there is, in the context of how it's being said and how it's being used, that was something for me that it, it was challenging in a workplace to help someone understand that that isn't appropriate to right. say that and to do that. And I'll be honest, I grew up in that era, mm-hmm. you know, where... Mm-hmm. That's that's what we we, we used, and it was a pejorative. Yes. It was a negative connotation. Now we mm-hmm. didn't mean that a person was homosexual. Right. That was not a thought yeah. at all. At all. Yeah. And and it didn't matter if the person was gay mm-hmm. or not. 
but we were using the word gay as a yes. negative. And then it took me until being an adult to realize, oh, I'm, I'm demeaning a whole group, a whole group. Yeah. And, and that's why it's inappropriate. Well, and that, you know, that's, and, and that's what you learn. You know, there, there is things that, um, and on the Irish thing, I used to describe my, my older brothers as Irish twins. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> that's a saying in oh, most Irish I, I communities, refer, right? I, we have a blended family. <laughs> two, two of our boys are born the same year. Mm -hmm. And I kept trying to figure out how to describe them. Yeah. Mind you, six foot five white kid who's uh -huh. 270 pounds, six foot tall black kid who's maybe 190 <laughs> on a good day. Yeah. And somebody said, well, they're Irish twins because they were born in the same year. And I went, okay, fair enough for me. <laughs> right. So right. that's that's the way I refer well, to Well, and them. it's funny because, you know, I, I say that about my two brothers. That situation happens so often within the Latino community, the Hispanic community that it, they should be called Mexican yeah. twins or, or right. Latino twins because it, it happens a lot in that community. Cause you know, the Irish didn't, they didn't take the cake on having tons of kids or having them very close <laughs> no, no. together. That's for sure. I, so, I you think know. that tends to be more Catholic than, than <laughs> I regional. I say, you can probably break Although, it off. Although let's into be honest, stuff. our LDS friends also <laughs> indeed do indeed. enjoy having large families. <laughs> Uh, 428-9494. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more with Nick Nord-Grinteus. We'll hear what's going on with Gila Valley Pride right after this. Welcome back to Voice of the Valley here in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm Dave Bell. Nick Nordgrenteus is here. We're talking about Gila Valley Pride. Uh, during the break, though, <laughs> we could not broadcast any of that because there was a lot of things said that were inappropriate. Nor would we. Yeah. Um, but it's fun learning. Learning. It's fun if we learn from it. And we were discussing phrases that, that are now just wholly inappropriate. Yeah. And look, I'm a free speech guy. I believe in that. And if you can use it in a comedy context, I'm all in favor of just about anything. Richard Pryor. Yeah. Comedy is an art. It, yeah. it truly is. And, you know, it should be treated as such. Richard Pryor said some of the most horrific <laughs> things. But he was so funny. <laughs> and, he, and he pointed out where yeah. the problems were. George Carlin did the exact same yes, thing. Yes, he did. So I, I don't ever want to see words taken away, but I do want us to think about how we use them their usage exactly yeah. you know understand the words you're using and know how you're using them and to what end you're using them you know it's it's part of being a part of yeah <clears throat> yeah how did stevie wonder phrase it you are not in but you are of i'm trying to think it, i don't remember it was it's on uh, songs of the key of life and i'm trying to remember which song it was you are not of the thing. You are in the thing. I forget which, but yeah. yes. That's, I'm going to have to look it up now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pride. How are things going for Heal so, Valley Pride? Heal Valley Pride, we have decided on a date, and we're going to do the event on June 1st, 2024. So we'll be kicking off Pride Month, essentially, in the Gila Valley. We're in the process of organizing, actually formally organizing a we're looking for 501c3 status that has to be applied for. Sometimes it takes 
years, but hopefully we're, we're going to get it fast as soon as we get our uh, papers filed with the Secretary of State's office. So that is in the process right now. We're, uh, we tabled at Salsa Fest this year. I uh, got over 100 volunteer signatures uh, looking for information and look and volunteering to help us out. So we're stoked about that because we were able to uh, raise a little bit of money on donations at that table as well. So it looks like we'll be able to pay for a um, web page to get it up and going so we can disseminate information that way uh, and then, you know, get our formal papers done and in and, and the, you know, paper articles of incorporation and all the stuff that needs to happen legally so that we can apply for that 501c3. So that's where we're at with that. And we're planning a one-day event right now. We're still debating perhaps if we're going to take it to a, a kind of like the Salsa Fest, which is Friday evening, Saturday day. But it'll definitely be all day on Saturday. Um, and then we got to file all the permits and do all the things that, you know, that take time, things that I didn't realize in, in filing permits, you know, city is it's 90 days that, <laughs> that you yeah. actually have to file permits with the city, uh, especially to use city services like the you know police, law enforcement, and, and the grounds and stuff. So, we're we're in a planning organization stage right now. And as soon as we get all the paperwork filed and everything in, then we'll actually start looking for uh, donations, fundraising. Uh, we're looking to the other pride events around the state to see if they can partner and help us out. Most of them have said, yes, we just have to get that status and we and to be able to apply for it. I went to Bisbee Pride this past year for the first time. I love Bisbee Pride. It was so fun. <laughs> it was just so fun. Did I tell you that uh, there was a there was a gentleman? We were walking by one of the streets where the stairs are, where the the Bisbee stairs yeah, are. Uh, the, yeah, uh, which the is beautiful. Stairs, yeah, thing, with yeah. all this art, mm -hmm, and it's just mm -hmm. so cool. Uh, and there was this young man standing there, and as people walked by, he would look at them and he would go, "You are loved." You are beautiful. And I thought, oh, that was just so nice. And then my wife walked by and he went, you're good too. <laughs> and, oh, no. And Rice looked at me. She goes, you're beautiful, but I'm good too. I said, you're beautiful. And he goes, not to him. And I said, well, I'm taking it. I own that. Uh, it was it was so fun. And maybe, maybe he saw that, that quick inspection <laughs> that Royce inspection <laughs> and that was his reaction I gotta be honest I, you know every every gay man that I've ever encountered falls in love with my wife and they just push me right to the side because she's it I mean you know, she, she just is. owns she her is. space she, she's a diva she's yeah. a diva that's you know we call in the gay community, that's what we call a diva. Yeah, so, and she owns it. She and, does, very much so. Uh, yeah, but it was so much fun, and everybody was so nice, so sweet. Yeah. It was just a great, friendly, happy event. Yeah. Bisbee Pride has always been a, a source of pride for me, for the community. And, and you know, I model, I say a lot of, you know, when we're in meetings and I'm talking about pride, I'm like, Bisbee Pride is, it, it's this mining town that has died it you know it's a bunch of artisans but they've come together uniformly in that community gay straight or otherwise to have this really enormous pride event that celebrates the town and celebrate because it's when you go to pride it everything else is going on like the mining stuff is still there the history you know every part of pride incorporates everything else that goes on in the town 
especially the social aspects of of what the town because I mean, let's face it bisbee is a tourism yeah and you know it's a social place there's dining there's drinking you know all those things that go with it but they've done such a good job in this little community to make a very robust event for i mean people from all over the state come to that event yeah last it, time i was there i met people from all over the country and and it's become that kind of event if gila valley pride can be half as good it'll, <laughs> it'll be one of the I, most you know, fun events that we're gonna have exactly and that's exactly what what the goal is for gila valley pride is to get at least the the community that is you know celebrated in bisbee around the pride event do you have an idea about location yet or are you still going through the planning so process? So we decided we were going to do it at the Episcopal Church thinking that um, we could avoid some of the permits and stuff after speaking with city officials and, and Mick and, and uh, other people. It, we're going to have to get permits either way. Right. And so we're we're going to look for the city, the city hall on. So uh, it's a great space. If anybody wants to get more involved or find out more, what do they do? Uh, the website should be up soon. We've already got the domain. It's gilavalleypride.org. So look for it in about a month. Very good. You should Nick, have it up and running. Nick Nordgrinteis, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Dave. Always and, a pleasure. And thank you all for listening as well. I appreciate it every single day. I'm out of here for right now, but I'll be back on Monday. Until then, you guys have a fun weekend. Go out, explore the Gila Valley. <laughs>